Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. So, on the podcast last week, we had Rich from Terminal Rage, who was telling us all about the Hereford Underground scene, which was really cool, and we had some really cool feedback on it. Those of people getting in touch to say how much they enjoyed it. They didn't realise that it was actually quite such a scene in sleepy little Hereford. So, that was cool. Carry on. It's all right. I can edit. Sorry. That's I all right. I just... know you're recording. That's fine. We are. But oh, it doesn't okay. matter. just got to ignore it. Okay. So, do yeah. You right, Isa? I see. Um, have you listened to any cool tunes this week? Have you been listening um, to? I listened to Girl in Red, um, um, Olivia Rodrigo's new album. What was and that? Hang on. Yeah, what's your favourite so far that you've found? Oh, all of them. All of them? It can't be all of them. I can't pick what's a your, Why? What's your favourite song on the Girl in Red album? Um, Serotonin and Then Did You Come. Right, so the... First two, right, yeah. So the second one sounds a bit rude. Yes, it is. Right. I don't know if I really want you listening to that sort of thing, just from the title. <laughs> and um, the first one's really good. I, heard, yeah. I know the first one. I was singing it earlier on. It's good. You like that? Mm, yeah. And Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo, Rodrigo. Yeah. She's off of High School Musical. The musical, the series. What's your favourite Avril Lavigne song? Um, I've got three. The first three songs in the album. On the, on the Lose, album. So, yeah, Losing pop- Grip. Complicated and Skater Boy. All right. Not, um, what about Pink? Do you like Pink? Do you listen to Pink? Uh, not yet. No, you want to. Mm. If someone says three years from now. What? I hope you can edit that bit out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Do you screech? Singing is cool. screechy. I'm glad you're getting into the tune, so. <laughs> right, are we done? Yeah. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Give me a kiss. <laughs> right, I'm going to get on. See you later. Bye. Bye. Love you. So last week on Records and Bands, we had Rich from Terminal Rage, who was telling us all about the Hereford punk scene, which was really cool. And then this week, we're talking about two excellent records, one from 1991, which was uh, The Wonder Stuff's Never Loved Elvis, uh, which is my choice. That came off my list. So that's got like Size of a Cow, Inertia and Mission Drive on it. And Sam's chosen for me to listen to Punk and Poetry by King Blues, which came out in, I think, 2011. We also talked about how a lot of the bands and music that I really like come from, you know, were released in 1991. And I was wondering whether a lot of the stuff that he liked was from 2001 because of the nearly 10 year age difference between us. Well, there's seven years between us, but. It's close enough. So that made for quite an interesting conversation. And yeah, so I hope you enjoy the show. Check in again next week. That'll be great. If you do enjoy it, tell a friend. Otherwise, strap in and enjoy the show. Thanks very much. The other day, right, I left here at like silly o'clock in the morning. Got a bus into Weymouth, got on a train for five and a half hours, a <laughs> couple of changes. Yeah. Come up to your house. Yeah. And get shot in the dick with a Nerf gun. <laughs> Where did that was a good shot. Say <laughs> <laughs> what? Prick. Prick. <laughs>
<laughs> was that my boy or yours? I can't remember. It's one of the little fuckers, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> I got one in the nose and one on the cock. Great days. <laughs> oh, dear. See, this because of this podcast, I'm just listening to records all the time. Like When I was at work, it would be podcasts all the yeah. time about um, whatever I was into, whether it be mm. rock climbing or basketball or... Oh, speaking of rock climbing, there's this dude out in Alaska. Right. His name is Evan Phillips, and he does a podcast called The Fern Line, and he just talks to climbers and talks about his adventures mountaineering and all of this. Yeah. Like in some of the biggest, big, big fucking mountains, like Alaska's not fucking about. No, no. It really isn't, like... But he also... He's got, like, three or four albums out on oh, iTunes. right, yeah. And I've been listening to it. And it's just, like, singer-songwritery, mm. guitar stuff. Yeah, I've listened regularly to uh, Lonely Mountain, which is, like, a live album. No, right, recorded yeah. in some kind of little coffee shop in Fairbanks mm. or somewhere. Cool. Or Anchorage, wherever he is. And, yeah, that's really chilled out. Yeah. Stuff. That's really good. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, I'll tell you what I did listen to. What's that? I listened to the brand new, I think it's only out this week, Offspring album. A new Offspring album? Here's like the therapy chat last week. I'm not as enthusiastic about it as I was the um, therapy album. I don't reckon I've heard a new Offspring album since Conspiracy of One in the year 2000. Right, so Days Go By came out in 2012, and then this week, or... At some point recently, let the bad times roll. Yeah, just come out, and I was talking the other day, and I actually thought it was all right, all right in the twelve songs in half an hour. But anyway, so I listened to it, I enjoyed it, but then I put Smash on mm. straight away after. Oh, what a fucking record it, that is! Yeah, that That's is so good. Like, I'm just looking at the uh, um, track listing. Nitro's just amazing. Like, oh yeah, yeah, is that the first track? Yeah, well, you got the talky bit. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Wow! With the pick slide at the start, innit? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That That's is a brilliant track. A proper album, that. What else is on it? Come Out and Plays on it. I thought it was a, yeah. Mm. I thought it was a fucking great album, like, and I hadn't, but I hadn't listened to it for a long time mm. because I kind of gave up on Offspring with Pretty Fly for a White Guy. <laughs> yeah, that blew up, didn't it? That track and that it album. It did. And I'm pretty sure that was number one when the remix for Tequila got to number two. What, same week? Same week, I'm pretty sure. And it's like two great bands with their biggest hits being shit songs. I'm going to probably maybe throw a little bit of spanner in the works here. but You gonna you like Pretty Fly yeah, for a White Yeah, of course I like Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Mate, yeah. it's fucking horrible. Yeah, no, it's a good tune. It's a good album, to be fair. There are other bands that want a little bit like... The Offspring with Pretty Fly, where there's like that song, and then there's kind of everything else. Because you wouldn't say that Pretty Fly is a a good example of the Offspring. No, exactly. So I've I, so I've I've kind of got got a little list of what I've called great bands, yeah, shit hits, great bands, shit hits, yeah. Who have you on your list? I've got Pretty Fly for a white guy, Offspring, yeah. Painted to Wayne, Stacey's mum. Yeah, knew that would come up. And yeah, that's that's what that is spot on, to be fair. They've written some genius songs and the one with Rachel Hunter's tits in the video. All I would say on that is it's not that bad a song. It's not that bad a song, but compared to the rest of their compared to the rest of their catalogue. Yes. 
It does stick out a bit. Like Red Dragon Tattoo is a great song. Yeah. Survival Car is a great song. Yeah, when you compare it to some of the stuff that's on that album as well, because you've got like... Have you heard well, some of the B-sides as well, though? Because um, they did a B-sides compilation album, but obviously I had the CD singles. Quite, And yes. um, I think the B-side to Survival Car was I Want You Around. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good... And it's about, it's about two minutes long, and it's amazing. Yeah, I know that... I'm... It's on. It's on Outstate Plates, the B side album. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Already mentioned it. Uh, Terravision and the Mint Royale mix of Tequila. Yes. Yeah. Because it, ru- it it it's not that it ruined Terravision for me. It's just that everyone liked him for that song after that, and I kind of like uh, not first name. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some actually, and I, I can't actually. I mean, obviously, there's about to be some. I can't burn it off the top of my head actually. I've got. A few. I've got a couple more. Yeah, go on. I don't think they're shit hits. I think they're great songs. Yeah, great bands, but they're the ones you hear all the time on the radio. Uh yeah, yeah. I've got so, a few of those definitely. So right. So when I said to you before, I said, "Do you know much of the Pixies?" You said, uh, "Well, I know where is your where is my mind." There you go. Why do you know where is my mind? Uh, Fight Club. Fight Club. So I've written down on my bit of paper, where is my mind? Not shit, but a bit Fight Club. Tell me a pop song. Well, Common People. Right, there we go. Yeah, um, but no, you can't have that. No, I'm not saying it's shit at all, but I'm saying it's ba- bands that are, now they're predominantly famous for one song, but their back catalogue is right. amazing. Right, yes, yeah, yeah. You automatically go, like, I do the same, I get all pop Common People, but, but Misshapes is a great tune. Yeah, but common people's like it probably is their best song. If if you if you were to say pick your best two pulp songs, if you're not saying common people and disco two thousand, your head's up your ass, I'm afraid. If I say two manic street preachers, what comes to your head? Oh god, you boring me mainly. Oh, <laughs> no, um I would probably say again to maybe tolerate this, something like that. I'd say Design for Life. See. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And again, because it all got a bit rugby club after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. See, I think so, that, I think I might have said it before. Um, smells Like Teen Spirit, terrible song. Hmm. Sweet Child of Mine, yeah. terrible song. This might, I might, I might probably got this wrong because it is far and away. If you say what I think you're going to say on this little quiz we're playing. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Like, then you're on the same mind as me, but... Name a song by Ash. Uh, Girl from Mars? Exactly. Yeah. And that's a fucking great tune, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Burn Baby Burn would be the other one I'd go to. That's a bit later, wasn't that's about 2006, yeah. it? something like that. Yeah. But no, Girl from Mars. And I still love it every time I hear it. That is but a great song, yeah. It's pretty much the only Ash song I ever hear. It's, yeah, it's one of the only Ash songs I know, I think. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, I don't know much by them. I think I've seen them live once. So I've got two for the same band, and it's going to take us on to our album. Yeah, I've got I've got Dizzy, Vic Reeves and the Wonder Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Size of a K. Yeah, the Wonder Stuff, and but I think Dizzy fits into the great band shit hit. Was Vic Reeves like in the band a bit like Phil Jupitus was in? Uh... The Rockettes no, for a really. bit. Not really, not really. But they, I think they sort of knocked about a bit. Right. I think. I don't... Because, yeah, he's also in the video for Welcome to the Cheap Seats, you see. 
Uh, right, yeah. So, and then Dizzy was like a couple of years mm. after, unless maybe I don't know. I'll have to look at that. But maybe Mars Hunt did something for like Victory's Big Night Out. Right, yeah, yeah. Possibly. Well, I would say. Like size of a K to fucking wicked tune. Well, that that kind of that, that track, as much as it is, it's one of the standouts on that album. Is it Never Loved Elvis? That was on your list, yeah. wasn't it? So I listened to that a bit this week. Um, not not extensively, I will say, but I have listened to it a bit. And you can see, I don't know whether it was a natural thing or if it, there was a conscious effort, but that's definitely the single, isn't it? Like. Um, Welcome to the Cheap Seats, yeah, which is a that's a really good track. I quite enjoyed that album, actually. I must say, what I what were you expecting when I said listen to the Wonder Stuff? Because I don't think other than Sides of a K, you would have heard much. No, and I you know I'd forgotten about Dizzy as well. To be fair, well, from your description that they are like the Levelers, but not shite. They were more they were more like electric based. Then I was, I was mm-hmm. expecting to be a bit more folksy. I think there's quite a, a strong Stone Roses kind of feel to some of it. 91, isn't it? So, But it, it, it's, uh, yeah, I figured that would be the time. What I liked about it, um, I've probably listened to the first 10 tracks, maybe. Yeah, so you probably had the 2000 reissue. So the original 91 album was 13 tracks, right. and the one that's on iTunes is like 17. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got like some covers at the end of it. Right, yeah, well, I didn't get that far, and, and I, I know I should listen to things more, but, yeah, so what I liked about it, and, I, and I, what I thought was really cool was that I'd imagine, I'd, sort of, I'd imagine when they recorded that, they just thought, what else can we put on this? Chuck it on. And, and just because it's, it's kind of a wonderful mess. All right. Okay. And I mean that, that's like in a, in a good way, because, like, yeah, you've got, like I said, that kind of like almost that like Stone Roses-y kind of feel to it. But then like you've got all these like folk instruments on it and it's kind of, and at times... You've got Kirstie McCall doing backing vocals on um, Size of a K. Right, yeah. Oh no, is it Welcome to the Cheap? No, it might be Welcome to the Cheap. One of them, Welcome to the Cheap Seats on Size of a K. Yeah. Kirstie McCall was on there. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know, I didn't know that. Shit bands don't get Kirstie McCall on them, do Very they? true, very true. Um, but yeah... Something I did think was that once you kind of get used to that sound a little bit, it kind of, do you know what I mean? Like it was quite, it was very different, and I liked that. It was kind mm-hmm. of like, whoa, this is this is cool. Um, so I thought, to be fair, actually, I thought some of it, you weren't too far away from like the Dropkick Murphys, do you know them? Oh right, yeah, they're like a Boston, they're like an yeah, Irish yeah. inverted commas um, band. They did, um, aren't they um, in? Like, aren't they played on like the first scene of The Departed? Well, do you know that the tune on The Departed is is that's them that's shipping up the Boston uh, track? Sorry, what what film? Departed. <laughs> that, that was more Australian. What fucking film that is, though? I made Kath and her sister watch The Departed once, and it good. finished, and I was like, "Fuck no, that was good." And I turned to yeah, turned to Kath and said, "What do you two think of it?" And they were like, "When when when can I get my Sunday afternoon back?" <laughs> It's when the when the president gets chucked off the roof of the fucking building. Yeah, like. great film. I say he's a pres- president because he's always going to be Jed Bartlett to me in the <laughs> West Wing. So, so anyway, anyway, um, never loved Elvis. Yes, great name so, for an album, oh, by the way. 
great name. Yes, although when you put it into your text message in on your phone, it, it autocorrects to never the Levi's. Well, maybe they didn't love those either. Who knows? Welcome to the Cheap Seats is a great song, I would say. Um, for an album that I didn't listen to, like I said, didn't listen to overly you know, extensively, but that is a standout. That was a, yeah, really, really good song, that. And again, it, I like the way that you think it's, I almost thought it was two songs at one point because it kind of goes in another direction and then it comes back with the, the, the big mm-hmm. chords. And I thought that was really cool. I, I will listen to the rest of it and I would probably listen to more Wonder stuff. Um, so when I listened to it the other day, well, I've been listening to it on and off for the last couple of the weeks, actually, since we made the list, but... I kind of thought that, like, because I hadn't listened to it for a while, um, and I thought, well, I know for a start that everything up to track eight, I reckon that's because I had it on tape. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I re- so I reckon I probably heard one side more than the other. Yeah. But when I listened to it again, like, the second half of the album is just as good. Mm. So I think, like, so you got, uh, let me get it up, hang on. So obviously you got, uh, Mission Drive is yeah. the first track, which I think is a brilliant track. Mm-hmm. One, to be honest, and it's the so Mission Drive play, and then full start going into Welcome to the Cheap Seat, Size of a Cow. But then, I, what I haven't like Inertia track eight is, I think, is the best song on the album. Yes, yeah, I'm just it might be that might be because it's a little bit more guitar, yeah, a little yes, bit it is, more straightforward, it? but it like I think. The title "Inertia" hmm. is it just sums up the song. Yeah, I think yeah, it's really good. Um, track ten, grotesque, is really good. Yeah, and if I don't know if you got to track twelve, but "Caught in My Shadow" is. I'll be honest, I great don't lap. think I did. No, uh, so the official like the ninety-one release finishes on um, track thirteen, thirty-eight line poem. Right, and yeah. then you've got, but then you've got four or five extras on the yeah. version that's on Apple. So did you enjoy it? I did. Yes, I did. And yeah. I was just thinking, I think having the prospect of listening to 18 tracks of it, maybe kind of, maybe think, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give this another go, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think if I had known it was only 13 or whatever it was tracks, probably would not, not powered through with it because that sounds like I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the prospect of listening to 18 tracks was a bit like, oh, God. You know, when I'm sort of seven or eight tracks through, but no, I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed, and like I said, I, I I'll be that. honest. I kind of, I, I've the last two weeks I've been listening to it again. I'm kind of falling in love with it all over again because I haven't listened to it for a while. Yeah, and then yeah, I've just had it on a bit more, and it's just like, oh yeah, the, you know, the lyrics start coming back to you, yeah. and I find myself same, find myself humming it as I'm walking around the park at work. Like so, so never loved Elvis was released in 1991. Mm-hmm. Which is obviously thirty years ago. Yeah, and I've made a I've, again me and my lists. <laughs> I've made another list of um, albums that have. Uh, I've, got, I've made made another list of albums. These are albums that came out in the same year as Never Loved Elvis. Yeah. Okay, or songs, but yeah, mainly albums. So obviously, never mind. Ten Bad Motor Finger, mm-hmm. Facelift by Alice in Chains. Um, we all know this is my year, so yeah, 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 yeah. We won't, we won't go into detail. Half this is half my list of favorite yes, albums, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which wasn't on my list, but it's a banger. Mm-hmm. The last Pixies record was '91, Trump the Mond. Yeah, REM at a time. Good record. Uh, 
Tom Petty into the Great Unknown? Oh yeah. Do you know that one? Yeah, yeah, I know that one. You like you you're into Tom Petty, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't say I, I'm much more of a give me the hits with Tom Petty, but would you say American Girl is a fair representation of Tom Petty? Because I actually would say yes, it is. It is big. Yeah, I song. think it's a great track. And it, it, it's very like, yeah, this is what I want. I like. Records. I do like Free Falling. Yeah, I like Refugee. Yeah, but they're not a million. Like Free Falling is not a million miles away from American Girl, is it? No, but then I suppose it's whether you're coming at it because, like, by the time we, um, because of the age, by the time we get to Tom Petty, like they're the songs that have been around for a, a while. Yeah, and whereas like. Girl from Mars by Ash, we remember, well, I certainly remember it coming out the mm. first time. Yeah. And, you know, and like certainly I went, you know, we witnessed the change from um, Offspring doing Smash to them releasing Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Yeah. Like American Girl and Refugee have, have always been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just been part, part of the catalogue that we discovered when we discovered the artist. Mm. So it, I suppose that's the difference. Yeah. Maybe. But um, anyway. So there's some wicked albums we released the same year as Never Loved Elvis and a few um, not-so-good ones as well. <laughs> What's on that not-so-good list? I bet I like three of them. Right. Acton <laughs> Baby, you two. Don't know it. Don't really well. It's, it's got one on it in Who's Going to Ride Your Wild Horses. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably like one of their biggest albums, to be honest. Measure by Blur. That's a good album. That is a good record. Right? Yeah, yeah. Both... Use your illusion albums by Guns N' Roses. Yeah. So I mean, there's some good songs yeah. on them, but you know, here's, here's here's a good one. I didn't. I should have put this on the good one. Um, Metallica Black Album. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that that's definitely on the. Yeah, that should have been <laughs> number one, really. But um, also 1991, uh, Anthrax and Public Enemy gave us Bring the Noise. Yes. Yeah. You ever heard that? Yeah. 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 Um, a certain Mr. Brian Adams mm-hmm. gave us everything I do, I do it for you. For what? So it wasn't all gold. Well, you say that. This is the thing, see, I talk about 91 being like the most important year in music and whatever for me. Mm. But that song was it number one for like three parts of that year. Just say, if it makes dollars, it makes sense, doesn't it? But then <laughs> for the rest of... So let, let's say Brian Adams was number one for three months of that Seven year. 7,000 years. Yeah. Right. For nine months of that year, the other three months was uh, probably dominated by extreme more than words. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another fucking horrible song. <laughs> no Brian Adams, I'll give you that. Another big hit from 91. I don't really know the album so much, but the song Sexuality by Billy Bragg. Oh, yeah. What a tune that is. Yeah. Like- um, I had an uncle who once played for the Red Star Belgrade. <laughs> yeah. I think I've said to you before that if 91 was my year, I had a suspicion that 2001 would be your year. Yes. So, And you and you didn't seem overly convinced by that. No. When, like when we spoke last time. No. 2001. I've had, I have genuinely made some notes and I've had some thoughts about this. I have been thinking about it. And I kind of think you 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 make yeah. There's some there's some merit to what you said about it. Now there's albums in and around this period. So I've made it. I've made. I've also made a list. So I'm looking at this list and the albums that come out that really sort of to me. So you had 
Blink-182, Take Off Your Pants Jacket, Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World, the Weezer Green Album, Alkaline Trio, Here to Infirmary, um, Saves the Day, Stay What You Are, and then, and came it or not, but the Green Day Greatest Hits came out. Okay. Of those albums I've just listed there, so six or seven albums, couldn't tell you the last time I listened to a single one of them. Now, right. I listened to Weezer yesterday, the Green Album, and I can't remember if I texted you or if I put it on Instagram or something, but again, that's 10 songs, 29 minutes, does not fuck about. I don't know. I was, try- I was trying to work out, right? I couldn't decide what the best song on it was. I was, try- I was just trying to work it out, trying to work it out. It's probably Knockdown Drag Out, or it might be Simple Pages. Yeah. Or it, it might be Photograph, or it could be Crab. Yeah. And, ha- and Hashpipe's pretty fucking good. An island in the sun. Yeah, I was going to say, stop, stop dicking around and say, oh, I live in the sun already. <laughs> yeah, but what an album, though, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. But I will say, you know, Apple do Apple Music does these playlists and you can put in a year and they give you the best rock hits from this song and the best yeah. alternative hits. So I had a bit of a look through. So for me, in 2001, the good albums, that, or the notable albums for me, were the Green Album by Weezer, mm-hmm. The first Ben Folds solo album, Rock in the Suburbs, yeah. that came out. Uh, Vespertine by Bjork is a bit of a difficult listen, but I really enjoyed it. And also, it was the last Manix album I bought with Know Your Enemy. Oh, right, yeah, you can keep on. I'm mad like Ocean Spray and Playing <laughs> Soul. Yeah, but I, I was really into them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. After, after that, it's all right. But you said some of their latest stuff's been quite good. Who, the Manix? Yeah, you used to say Journal for Plague Lovers was good or something? That doesn't sound like something I would have said. I, think. I, see, I saw him on that tour. Right, I thought you said some of their stuff was quite good. No. Maybe that someone else said that, or no. you're telling me that. No, I can't, I'll be honest. I, no, I, I... But basically, everything I looked at for 2001, so there's a Muse album, which I'm not interested Origins in. Sym- Origins of Symmetry. Yeah, it's got Plug and Baby on it. It's got That's the one, yeah. Um, decent. There was um, a Slipknot album. Iowa? I don't know, because there was an awful lot of what I'm referring to as new metal shite. Yeah, yeah, no. Andrew WK? Yeah, Party Heart, yeah. Did you have that one? No, no, I didn't. No, okay. Yeah, no. Um, Also, we got the debut album from Nickelback. Yes, yeah. Well, they are Grunge's greatest band, Rob, so... There was also... Going straight past that. Right. If I were to tell you, there was a fucking dickhead who wore his cap backwards and sat on the back of vans or back of cars. Mm. As in, in a band? Yeah. Puddle of Mud? No, Red Cap. Oh, Limp Bizkit? Yeah, what a fucking load of shit that was. Wow. It's what it is. Oh, mate. Right. Okay. Well. Well. I'm going. I'm going to give you one more album, which I don't think will be on your list. And I hope. I really, really hope I don't steal your thunder now. Yeah. Right. But it just might be the greatest song in the world. Oh no, it's not. And no, it's not on my list. No tenacious D on my list. That tenacious D album is brilliant. <laughs> I put it on earlier. Like. I got him from work and I thought, fucking Tenacious D, I'm going to put that on. And then I realised just quite how 
sweary and filthy it is yeah. so with the kids around. I thought I'd turn that off. But I'm gonna... what an album that is. Jack Black is a brilliant singer. 2001. Right, so... Sorry, I've been through the list. So, a lot of bands on there. Now, I went to secondary school in 1998. And at that point, I I knew who, like... I knew who, like, Green Day were. I knew, I knew who Metallica were. I knew who... I went to school knowing about these bands, and... I'm not being like, oh, darling, I, I knew them back way back when, which is what this is going to sound like. It's going to make me sound like a snob. But no one else did. None of my my peers at the time did, you know. Most of your mates, most of your mates, were they um, like older brothers? or Because you had, obviously you had the benefit of having um, older brothers. No, not really. Whereas it's like, I got my music from mm. Leon you yeah. had older brothers. Like, c- certainly, Dan- I-, I had a conversation with on today and I said I wanted to get him on the podcast because, like, a lot of my, like, I can trace a lot of my um, musical mm. tastes yeah. back to him. Leon would bring in tapes and stuff and we'd listen to him on the bus mm. to school. And some of that would have just been stuff yeah. he liked. Some of it might be stuff I've asked him to tape off of MTV or whatever. But Leon's the youngest of, like, yeah. five kids. Yeah six kids so he would add that yeah. influence whereas i didn't have and then you've got yeah. two older brothers which definitely so, so but back to it are your mates are they mostly old, the older children or are no, they no not really to be honest no. so that so so that last five minutes no no not at all. Time, no no and i all <laughs> and i do think that like um We've um, have always been a family that have been around music. Now, like mum and dad obviously aren't like mm-hmm. musical, but like we've always had music on in the house, in the car. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously you and Rich, I heard that stuff when other people probably you know I that I discovered yeah. that through you two rather than finding it myself, which I guess a lot of people did further down the line. But to go back to this two thousand and one. I remember that year. I didn't. I, I say I remember that year. I had to look it up. But 2001, Blink released Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, which has got like Rock Show and First Date on it. And I remember that album absolutely blowing up. And like everyone was buying it. Like people who used to take the piss out of me because I liked punk bands were buying it. And there's a bit of validation there. Is that, did that have... Um... What's, what's my age again? On no, that? that was the album before. So that was like 99, I think. Right. So that would have been the year they played like second in the 10th. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like that 2001, now like it, it felt to me, look, looking back at it, I didn't really feel it at the time. There was a lot of kind of, yeah, well, obviously this is good because I've been telling you I've listened to this for years. So why are you now trying to tell me about this sort of thing? When mm. do you know what I mean? And it's it's um you know, it's that that thought and that period of time where like I always felt that I've I've liked these bands for or known of these bands for a couple of years. And like you we talk about like Green Day had their, their greatest hits out. I knew every yeah. song on that greatest hits album yeah. before it, do you know what I mean? And that sort of thing. 
Now it's it's a bit like I I, I was saying that you know I love the Manics until they got a bit until they all got a bit rugby club. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think I went off any of these bands though around that sort of. I time. don't know. I think what it was for me with the Manics is like. I fucking loved the Mannix. Mm. Like, really fucking loved them. And I enjoyed everything from a Scare album. But it was, like, like in the Mannix, it was almost like a badge of honour. Mm. And you'd get the shit, you'd, it never it never happened to me, but people would get the shit kicked out of them for for liking the Mannix Street Preachers. Yeah. Or, or, sorry, the type of person who generally liked the Manic Street Preachers is also the type that get the shit kicked out of them by dickheads who went to the rugby club. Yes, yeah. And then they turned in, you know, the, their songs are suddenly rugby club fodder. And yeah. You think, hang on. So, all, and so almost like so, suddenly the fucking townies who give you shit for being into skating or for being into fucking punk or wearing vans or whatever are suddenly listening to the same records as you. Yeah, and you can't get a, you can't get a fucking ticket to see Green Day because it's for the fucking townies. Well, yeah, I mean, I I have a slightly different view. I've always been more of the idea that like it was good that more people liked them, right? You know, do, do you know what I mean, I think like if it, it, it wasn't, it never felt like, oh, this is just for me. If you know what I mean, I was always trying to sort of push their music, if you will. And obviously that's quite hard to do when you're sort of 12 years old, but like, um, do you know what I mean? Like I'd meet, meet like, I don't know, Bear Mill somebody and we'd be like, well, oh, we're, let's listen to this instead. You know, and it was never a case of like, um, yeah, like, oh, they're getting popular. I don't like them anymore. Or like, I don't want them to get popular. Do you know what I mean? There was always like, yeah, to, no, but like for me, it was, it was never it was a conscious decision. No, no, no. But it was better for me that what I liked, everybody liked, rather yeah. than, do you know what I mean? And then just because then it's just sort of, it's just Again, what it is. I suppose, like, was, did it, were you, you're probably going to say no and tell me to fuck off, but did it, once everyone else liked the same sort of stuff, did that make it easier for you to sort of like fit in and find your people, do you feel, or...? Yeah, probably. I was always quite happy being a bit of a loner. Like at school, there was me and Leon. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I fuck everyone else. I don't know, really. Not not overly. I don't think. I don't think it was sort of like uh, because I think it was because the the people they were already my friendship group. If you see what I mean, they just kind of grew into it a little bit. Whereas Mm -hmm. I think that I was. I didn't have any mates, and then. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's because, like, with the whole, um, like, the scene that I was into, like, you know, the early 90s grunge scene, like, selling out was the worst fucking thing in the world in terms of yeah. like, commercial commercial success was seen as selling out. So if more people liked you, then you've sold out. And obviously now I look back on that and like, that's fucking stupid because a band ain't going to be a band if they can't sell records. Yeah. But 15, 16-year-old, Bands playing Wembley. I don't want to see him in fucking Wembley. I want to see him in a sweaty place. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like so. But was that was that um, notion of selling out as much of a thing for your age range, your your age group, as it was for mine? I don't think so. I mean, you hear about people say, like people say, like Green Day sold out, and people say that like Link to an extent sold out, but like 
I'm kind of a, of that view that like it's kind of the point, right? Like surely, so it took me a long time to get to that point. Yeah. So to me, everything like design for life, manic sold out. Yeah, but like, they, they give up. They gave up a portion of integrity to make records that would sell, rather than. Um, I think that, rather I, than but, rep- but the manics, though, like you, I wouldn't say that everything must go is that far removed from. Yeah, it's different to the holy. No, Bible, no, 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 no. I know, no, no. I'm, I'm on about the level of it's, it's like now. I look at it now, and they're great songs on there, but it's that level of success changed it for me yeah and and that's because of i think my view of selling out is was different to what yours was and i think that's mm. like a generational thing right does that make sense yeah yeah no no i see what you're saying Bang it. yeah I, uh, yeah but so, in reality they they didn't really change though i don't know it's just other like, people i like don't to... see and and i think i think the, the whole idea of selling out around punk to me at least and you know from my experience is that like I find punk music quite derivative and to me punk music is isn't about being a punk band it's about doing things that are different and like to me like Green Day went from Nimrod to Warning which is a real step change even for my Green Day standard but like if you're going to do the same fucking thing forever then like how is that good how's that different how's that how's that punk do you know what i mean to do like oh well we're gonna make, make 10 albums that sound exactly the same oh fucking good for you like and that that to me that's that's more about you know that idea that i think i think there's worse things to do than to sell out basically mm-hmm. you know um, oh yeah no i've, I've come like I, I look at it differently now but like at the time when yeah. you know that's that's all i'm saying is like mm-hmm. You know, na- the naivety of youth, I suppose. And I just, and I was just wondering whether it was as big a deal to you as it was to me. No, no, I remember. Yeah. Anyway, maybe at the time. Um, yeah. But that is a real. So you said about new metal. To me, that period is more more a pop punk period. So, so from a, a, um, from about two thousand onwards, you have by less than Jake Borders and Boundaries, uh, No Effects, Pump Up the Valium. Newfound Gloria, two two albums out. The self-titled Blink album, which was a bit later, was very different. Um, a band called Alistair had an album. Even stuff like Good Charlotte, like 2002, they released the anthem. And like Good Charlotte got slated for not being a punk band, but it's, it was no different to Green Day. It's no different to Blink. And you would get that sort of, um, I mean, whether you consider Green Day and Blink Punk bands is perhaps another conversation. But then you also got like where it sort of started to change for me was like the. Do you emerge- see Weezer as a punk band? No. Do you not? No, not like, really. They, what, do you, what, what do you put them in? It's like garage band or whatever. Yeah, they garage yeah, rock, pretty garage rock in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I always feel that they sort of just make the records they want to make. Oh, absolutely, and, that, and, and that's, that's pretty that's, punk. That's pretty yeah, punk yeah, 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 me. yeah. Um, the band, uh, the other album that came out around that time was um, there's a Boston's album out that we fucking loved back in the day, and then you started to like to me, it started to change as you sort of got to like oh five, and for two reasons I think like I just just made a note of some albums that come out in two thousand five, so you've got like 
that really big Fallout Boy album was 05, and like stuff that like um, Funeral for a Friend, who I actually quite like now, and like Finch. That was a bit earlier. That was sort of like, oh, oh God, I just can't read it here. So that was like 03, but that took a bit of time to get a bit of traction. But to me, pop punk kind of gave way to a more of a, what I would call an emo scene and a bit more kind of, a bit more screamy kind of stuff. Yeah, I was well out of it by then. Yeah, yeah. and But then equally at that point, probably is a time where I also changed my, what I was listening to. So what I think is interesting about, and what I think we, we perhaps differ slightly around um, 91 and 01 is that like, I don't listen to any of these records anymore. And I, and I don't know whether that's to do with like a lot of very good memories being attached to spending time with Ben. Um, mm-hmm. And then sort of maybe there is part of me that has put them all in a box with precious memories and put them in the loft. Don't want to yeah. spoil it. But I've listened to some of it. Like, and it, ironically, that one of the like Blink self-titled album, it's probably their best album, and it got fucking yeah. slated because it's completely different. It's got the guy from The Cure on it and stuff. But f- around then, like, you started playing in bands around then as well. Yeah, yeah. So I I look at two things in that that period, two thousand one, that period of albums that I've, I've said about is like almost like a very formative period that perhaps. Kind of because you know if if you, if you said to me now who are your favourite bands I'm not I'm not I'm not going to tell you it's Blink I'm not going to tell you you know it's but with I kind of feel without those bands I probably would have got to where I am now musically and with that period of time where it kind of almost become like like the main sort of music that was about so I think you also then heard more of it so do you know what I mean like more bands are getting played on the radio and, and all that sort of thing so you kind of hear more and there's more about. The other thing I said to Leon earlier was like, because he, he said that, or I basically said, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have heard Soundgarden on a school bus. Yeah, yeah. And so I may have never had Soundgarden in my life. Yeah. At all. And yeah. what a terrible world that would be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I get that. And I think... You know? Yes, there's a lot of attaching of things to... to yeah, so I, know, I think that's why I... Like again, you were saying about you don't really listen to stuff, and like you know, if it is LinkedIn with Ben, then I completely understand. Like a lot of the records that I listen to, from I suppose what I'm getting at is, I wonder whether the music that from that era I feel defines me more than that music of your era defines you. I see myself as a dirty, greasy grunger. I see yeah. myself as a slacker. Um, people say, oh, I suppose it's a bit like in, um, you know, that film High Fidelity, the book High Fidelity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. says, where he says, oh, it's more important what you like than what you are like. Yeah. So, yeah. And then obviously the moral is that he comes around. Yeah. He goes from yeah. being a dick. To, but it's like, I I have like Pearl Jam, Sangar, and Alice in Chains. I see that as, of, that music is a part of who I am. Hmm. And if you take that away, I'm not me anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I don't, like, as much as you like those bands at the time for you, I don't think that's the same for you. I think you'll be the same bloke if you did, if, if you, I don't know. I don't know. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I would say. You don't define yourself as, like, a skate punk kid, do you? No, no. Like, not the Um, same way I, like, 
I'm still wearing a fucking flannel shirt. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like nearly 42. I still wear the same clothes I wore when I was 18. And this is the same music I wear yeah. when I was 18. So the, I think what I would say on that, though, is without those bands, I probably wouldn't have... See, like, if I if someone would say, like, for... Don't, you know, it's a bit wankery, but, like, you know, define bands that define you or whatever. Like, it's more stuff, like, you know, it's the, it's like Springsteen, it's mm-hmm. it's Jamie T, it's that kind of thing. But I don't think without these sort of the bands and having that almost like an apprenticeship. Yeah, to yeah. And that's not to say that I don't love these bands and like, mm. you know, if I was gonna list the anything off that list, I if that's not it's not really true to any of it. Like indestructibles on that list. That was over yeah. listen to that quite a bit. See, um, I suppose like if you're talking about apprenticeships, I I, I before I was into all the, the grungy stuff, I was bang into like Iron Maiden mm, and then yeah. Bon Jovi and stuff like that. So that would have been like my entry into those guitars, if you like. Yeah. And then I found from that, I found the stuff that spoke to me. Yeah. To be a bit more art school. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think this is something that we can definitely both agree on though. Fast forward that another 10 years to 2011. Right. I've written and... one thing down for 2011. Go on. Okay. So, for me, the biggest release of 2011 was the documentary film Pearl Jam 20. <laughs> Bing! And I, and I researched releases in 2011, and other than the odd Katy Perry song that we all love, yeah, we've been down this road, um, yeah. the biggest things for me that happened in 2011 was uh, the Pearl Jam 20 film came out, and I delivered Isaac in the back of a car. Nice. Well, that's not a bad year, is it? To be fair, it was a nice clean catch. <laughs> Dip of the knees. Yeah. Into the clubs. yeah. <laughs> Soft hands. Yeah, yeah. Did they review it or? Yeah. <laughs> Might not be yours. <laughs> Probably isn't. He's very much like our Rich. <laughs> I'll leave you to have that conversation. Um, I've got three albums written down from 2011. Um, one, one that actually led me down the, the bit of the rabbit hole. Blink released an album called Neighborhood in 2011, and this is how far removed I am from those bands of 2001. Never heard it. Oh, well, I've heard bits of it. Never heard anything since. Never bought anything since. Sort of done. Then, one actually that was on my list, believe it or not, which was the Jay Z and Kanye West album. All right. Which was 2011. And then, do you know Frank Turner? I've heard him mentioned. Yeah. And I think I've heard him mentioned in with um, someone else who I'm going to come on to later on. But I think I've heard him on um, the Scroobius Pit podcast. Oh, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you like being shouted at by a man frantically hammers or an acoustic guitar, you might be your man. Now, I, I've actually... I. I in all serious, I look at that that 2011. Although there's no bands that necessarily that or albums like Frank Turner for a guy who I'm I like him, but I don't like. I think he's quite overrated. But very fond memories of listening to him. So like right. my mate Bill absolutely loves him, and Bill would always you know 
put him on in the car and stuff. So like quite a lot of like, you know, remember that quite a bit. Uh, this um, England Keep My Bones, this album's called, pretty good. It's probably the first of his albums that I bought at the time. If you know what I mean? The rest was sort of before. Um, but yeah, apart from that, um, not a whole heap. And to be honest, the, the other album that was from 2011, this is a complete and utter flu, is um, Punk and Poetry by The King Blues, which is on my list. And which I've listened to this week. What did you think? You want me to go straight in with what I think? Come on, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you don't want to give me any... Um... Any background before around it, or uh, I would say the King Blues are a band who were not anywhere near my radar in 2011. To be honest, I knew of them, got into them more recently. I think I said before they're a band that going into their album. I think if you know that you're not going to like all of it, you'll probably get on with it a bit better because they're quite up and down stylistically and, and there's a lot going on now punk and poetry actually it's been quite a, a list to a lot this week because i put it on my list and then i thought oh actually i probably should have put a, another one of their albums but i've gone back and listened to this well no no this is the right one this is this is this is good and they're quite an influence in the band as well like to, to me at least but yeah no i'd be interested to hear what you think when we did jamie t mm. And I said to you, I'd put it on. And I was like, what the fuck is he making me listen to now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I pretty much had the exact same reaction. But it didn't win you round. Right. <laughs> um, I say track one. So on here, it's got Laughter the Dreamers and then We Are Fucking Angry. And they sort of roll into each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. That was, that was a long fucking walk. But we, that's, that, we are fucking angry. It's like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd rather have... Um, do you know um, Skunk and Nancy? Yes, it's fucking political. Vaguely, yeah. And then um, after that, I thought it was fucking brilliant again. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. <laughs> but but that, that, that first bit, I really couldn't stick it. I just really... Yeah, and I, I honestly, I listened to it. I listened to the whole album probably about eight times. I've I've listened to I right I've listened to it every day since we last spoke. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Oh nice, I'm glad. I really I'm glad like, like it. it. Part of it again, and it's this theme is like, well, the iTunes version's got a video on it, giving it a thirteenth track yeah. the video. Um, but basically, twelve songs, half an hour. Plonks it out, doesn't it? And some of it, I thought was really, really fucking good. I what like your favourites. My favourites on there. I really like the future's not what it used to be. Yeah, that had a real specialty best, vibe. Best track on the album, Matt. Uh, Shooting fascists was a bit on the nose. <laughs> yeah, your granddad didn't vote for fascists; he shot him. But, but does anybody care about us? I liked. That's some, yeah. Everything happens for a reason. I liked um, five bottles of shampoo. I liked. I want you. I liked. There's some. Yeah, there's some really good tunes on there. And this is what right. You know, I said to you that. Um, after we said done Jamie T, I said, "Yeah, I definitely listen to it again." Yeah, you know, that was a few weeks ago, and I haven't. Yeah, I'll listen to this tomorrow. Yeah, because I think it's really good. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. And do you see and what I mean about like? There's a lot going on, isn't there? I've got a few notes. Yeah. Shall we? Shall we? Um, 
Well, actually, no, I've got a couple of the notes. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I thought it could quite easily be a Joe Thrummer and the Mescaleros album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it felt, on some of it, with like the band felt a bit jammy. As in the jam or having a jam? No, as in the jam. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like Headbutt and... Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. And then there was another one earlier on, Dancehall maybe. Oh, down, set the world on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, does he see what I mean? Was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That no, that's all with you, isn't it? No, dance hall's the one about when I die. Yeah, I want you. Yeah, yeah. sorry, just put it on. Yeah. Good track, that. I love that line. Um, that, but that that sounds like the jam to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm not a big jam fan, fan to be honest. And again said it about Jamie T and I'm probably is this their debut album? No, no, this is this is a bit later on actually. So where are they in relation to like Jamie T and that in terms of timeline? So well this was two thousand eleven. Yeah. Jamie T was two Panic Prevention was two thousand and seven, wasn't it? Yes. So this is their third album. Because they're quite similar in terms of like vocals and delivery yeah. and that. And again I know with Jamie Can you see how this why I would consider this more formative for what I do now and what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, now. definitely. It's that yeah. like, but I know for a fact if I heard that in 2011, I wouldn't. I would. I would have checked in the bin. I wouldn't yeah, listen to it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I feel like I'm like listening to this album made me really feel like I've missed out on some good stuff. Whereas yeah, the Jamie T album, I was like, yeah, this is really good, but I still wasn't convinced it was for me. Mm. Whereas, for, and despite its similarities, I think this is more my cup of tea than the yeah. Jamie T album was. And I'm going to explore some more. I would definitely go back and listen to Save the World, Get the Girl. Right. I would, I've would. i got one little thing, because I know it's getting late. It's getting late now. No, no, it's fine. So I don't know. What's the dude's name? Do we uh, know his Johnny name? Fox. Johnny Fox. Yeah. Is he kind of like a spoken word poet before he was in the band, or has he always been in the band? I think he's always been in the band, but he does do a lot of other stuff. Because because the I sent itch you he goes by. What? Itch. He goes itch. by. Yeah. So I sent you I don't know if you listened to him, I sent you a couple of the links to Scroobius Pip albums. Uh, I got be- the links, I didn't listen to it, in all honesty. So I sent you uh No Commercial Breaks. Which is a double album because you have the special edition, which has got words live at the Royal Albert Hall, which is just his spoken word stuff. So his songs, but done spoken word. Yeah, yeah. And but I felt a lot of his, a lot of his lyrics were similar to Scroobius Pip's poems. Yes, but things I like from Scroobius Pip, and this is all just from the one song. He says, uh, from Introduction. He says, uh, most people where I live don't know me and I fucking like it. Some people where I live don't like me and I fucking know it. Yeah. And, there's stuff like, and that one jumped out. Um, and then there's another line from Scroobius Pip, which I think is one of the greatest lines in music ever. And there's, I can't even remember what it was, but there's something on this King Blues record that made me think of it. And it goes, mm. you see a mouse trap, I see free cheese and a fucking challenge. <laughs> and it was yeah. just something in the king so but it was it was just the way that whether it was the phrases or the language or the delivery it just mm. felt very spoken wordy in a good way and i really yeah. like that and i just wondered whether he was a poet he does have a book of poetry to be right. fair because you know how 
the Holy Bible was basically Richie Edwards wrote a load of words and mm. James Dean Bradford had, had to work songs around the lyrics. Yeah. Whereas lots of bands do the music and then they come up yeah. come up with the words after. This felt very much like it was a lyrics first project. Mm. Yeah, wouldn't that wouldn't surprise? I don't know, but that that wouldn't surprise me. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I feel like I've missed out. This is the first time we listened to something where I feel like I've missed out because mm. I could have had ten more years to listen to this album. I yeah. think it's a fucking brilliant. I think it's a brilliant album, and it's I wish good, I isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, I I was thinking about them a little bit and some of it, like, to be fair, like, we are fucking angry uh, as a good example. They're kind of like the best six-form punk band you've ever heard. I saw the cover and, you know, it's in with its uh, fists up and I just like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> you, know, they say, you, you know, they say don't judge a CD by yeah. its cover or whatever. Like, if I saw that on a shelf, I wouldn't buy it. No. No, what um, what I like about this, and it's something I've only really noticed recently, is I think it's a really well constructed album in terms of like it, it flows really nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you you get stuff like that. You get those first two tracks, and then like oh, then set the wild comes on, set the wild on fire comes on. And it's a bit lighter, and it's a bit. Then then it kind of drags you back in, and you get like. Well, you get that um, sex education. I'm just looking at the track now. Oh, yeah. The, sex education's good, isn't it? Yeah. But then that like just drops straight into that shooting fascist, and it's just like, oh. And then it's headbutt, and it's kind of like... Yeah. Um, that um, five bottles of shampoo just sounds like a fucking lecture. Yeah. But it's fucking yeah. brilliant. Like, yeah. I really like it. And yeah, headbutt. Was it Kiss Me? It felt like a headbutt. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like brilliant. Like, it's, um, but that's a straight... But that, that seems like a straight-up love song. Yeah, um, you know, and, absolutely. Yeah, and what I would say oh, for all the bravado on the cover and all the swearing at the start, you know, the we are hmm. fucking angry. Like the best songs on there come over. Like I want you, um, headbutt, come out, set the world on fire. Almost they all come hmm. out straightforward love songs. Like yeah, and there's two tracks. Some, on... some, sorry, someone, someone once said to me once that there's like there's only love songs. Everything, yeah, what is it? Every, everything's a love song. If they're happy, it's because they're in love. It's because they're sad. It's because they're not in love. And if it's cross, it's because they've been cheated on or or a loved one's done them wrong. Yeah, um, I think you'll like the the album before. I think you'll. Yeah. I think because there are there's um, underneath the lamppost light. I see they got in one eight for a couple yeah. of years ago. Uh, the King Blues thirty eight minutes. Yeah. So that um, thirty eight minutes. Yeah. So what that is is it's a puppet show. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and it's about the Cuban Missile Crisis. I've never heard it. I, and really? I don't know, much, I'm gonna listen I don't to know much about the Cuban Missile Crisis either. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you not? Know, are the world near the end? Well, yeah, I know that much. But um, um, excellent. Might have to call it there. Are we done? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Right. Nice one.